0: BBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for joining us for Gibraltar today. Not all rebrands are successful, but the band, formerly known as Taxi and now once again known as Melon Diesel, have had a great summer. I enjoyed speaking to guitarists Danifa and Daniel Bougeja. But first, in recent weeks, we've seen record catches, and now with the quota reached, the tuna fishing season has closed. It was a great moment to reflect on this pastime with the tuna fishing clubs Sam Marace and John Canepa.
1: In Gibraltar we get to see the, the two perspectives of you get the huge fish in July which is, you know, these big migratory fish that go through our, uh, pass through our waters and th- that's the record-breaking fish, the 300 plus kilogram fish. Am- amazing. Uh, incredible. And this, there's so many of them that it's, it's just amazing to see. And now, actually from now until October, you get the other side, which is the smaller fish. So we're seeing the juvenile fish at the moment in our waters. When I say juvenile, we're probably talking about between 20 and 100, although some bigger ones have been caught. Between and 20 and 100 kilogram yeah. fish. And there's just so many of them everywhere, which, which is a good sign for the future because, you know, it goes to show that the species has recovered. The fishery is thriving, and and the fishermen really, really enjoy what what we do.
0: Is it's good fun, no, John, to to go. I mean, it, it I, is. I I'll put um, a, a small sort of uh, caveat that uh, some people, you know, like uh, object to tuna fishing uh, on on, on well, we,
2: whatever grounds. But but we understand that. Uh, we always promote sustainable fishing. We do rod fishing, whether it's trolling, which is the the first half of the season, where we go for the giants. What we call the giants, and those are the the big fish. But the top water fish that we are fishing now, or what has just closed, is the uh, popping season, we call it popping season, although there's also a scope for live bait. The top water action is incredible. The amount, hundreds of fish, there are millions of, of sardines, they bring them uh, to a bait ball um, and they bring them up to the surface. And the amount of fish that we see, ranging between really small fish between five kilos and fish up to 100 kilos, jumping and right out of the water to feed them so there's a feeding frenzy. That action on its own, without having even to fish them, you know, people would pay a lot of money just to see that. It's yeah. an incredible experience. So geographic. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say, it literally, it literally is like something it's, it's out incredible. of a yeah. nature we, we, documentary. We were out the other day and we yeah. saw,
1: actually he caught a sardine, funnily enough, casting One of the tuners he managed to foul hook a sardine. And there was a bank of about thousands of sardines. Yeah. And within 30 seconds, there was, the tuners had found it and that was it. They'd eaten everything. It's just amazing. Hundreds of them.
0: They're sort of apex predators. Right? Yeah, that's it, they are. That's it.
2: The only, Extremely good swimmers. and they, yeah. they can do 45 knots underwater. They have, all the fins can be recessed into their body, including their dorsal fin. And as an anecdote, uh, the World War II torpedo was uh, modelled on the tuna on the shape of the, of the tuna. Yeah. They are incredibly fast, they get to speeds of 45 knots. They've got nobody out there except men. You, you can't keep up with 45 no, knots, no? No, no, <laughs> no chance. No, you, you're doing, what, 20 <laughs> knots a That's max? It. Right? yeah, we're doing about yeah. 20 knots. And we so. troll around about five and a half, six. But, you know, it's an incredible sight out, out, out there. It's a sight that we should promote more to bring tourism in, who only want to see fish. Same as the Dolphin Tours, that frenzy, feeding frenzy of hundreds of tuna jumping up in the air, that is not seen in a lot of places in this world.
0: I, I ah. haven't, I haven't been out. I mean, I've I've been out to see the dolphins. Uh, I, I I went out last September, uh, and caught a, a sort of feeding frenzy yeah. with I think it was September, it might have been August, with the flying fish. Yeah, the flying fish. And yeah. and 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 the and the dolphins mm-hmm. and the tuna then jumping out of the water. That's and there, I can't remember the name of. The, I think it was a shag, no, a bird that was yeah, also coming comorant. down, cormorant. Yeah. To, to sort of, and it's just, it's, it literally was sort of like, wow, you know, like... It's a, yeah, m- it's incredible. Yeah.
1: And especially when you're fishing and then you've got the adrenaline going, you know, you're, you're hooking tuna. And we, we've, we've done a lot of tag and release this year, spe- uh, especially. So the, envi- the Department of the Environment provided us with some tags. We've tagged big fish, so 250 kilos. I think we estimated yeah, one was about one, 300 yeah. kilos that we tagged. And we're also now tagging the smaller fish. So
0: when do you tag and release and when do you keep... Well, uh, it, it th- really depends. If it's
1: during the season, sometimes we keep. Although even now, during so the last few weeks when the season has been open, we've been catching fish and tagging them and releasing them because we don't we don't usually keep the very very small ones. We just put a tag in them and then hope someone catches it in the future I mean,
2: um, and uh, and then we can see how much they've grown. We had six fish on Monday afternoon. I think it was Monday evening. Yeah, and we released all those six. We couldn't tag all of them because it depends how the lure comes up, whether we can turn the fish around and tag it. Our main priority is to release. If it's possible to tag, measure, and so on, we will do that. But it's not easy to have a fish on the side or the, or the, or the boat, tag it without causing damage to the fish or to ourselves. So tagging is when the occasion presents itself that it's an easy fish to actually tag. But the main priority of the fish is not of a considerable size is to release. That is the other priority we have.
0: Excellent. And, um, and that sort of contributes to, to the idea that uh, that the fishing that you do is sustainable and that totally. you have, you're not keeping well, fish that are undersized. Exactly.
1: It's entirely sustainable. And, and in fact, our quote in Gibraltar is, is extremely small. I mean, if you compare... To somewhere like the uh, the Canary Islands, for example, they have a, a quota of 500 and, uh, 500 and something tons. So that in itself is about fifteen years of Gibraltar's quota in in one year. The Almadravas up the coast over here, we've got the Almadrava of Cadiz and and Conil. I've got an excerpt from their from their website where they say over here that they catch fifty thousand fish in in one in one year. That would take us with our current quota about three hundred years to 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 catch. So you can just see how. Little or how few fish we actually catch in Gibraltar when you compare it to all our, all our neighboring uh, cities. And...
0: But I suppose if we were to catch more, there would need to be a commercial aspect to it, no? A commercial license which currently doesn't exist.
1: Well, we're, we've, we're always open to that idea. We've actually suggested it to the, to the department um, before in, in, in our meetings. Uh, it's something that, you know, at the end of the day, people say, people say oh, you're making tons of money. That's a fallacy. That's for the reasons I've explained before. It's 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 a myth. No one here is making enough money. But if you, you if, know, if you know one quota... or two
0: individuals who who uh, who sell on that fish, no, I mean, well, yes. Though, yes. of course, at the end at the yes. end yes. we are not
2: we're not going to we're not going to stand yeah. here and, and lie. I mean, people <laughs> no, do no, sell no. the fish. No, but no I mean, you... Jonathan, yeah. to be frank, yes, there are people who will sell fish. Um, I suppose the way that it works, the norm is that at the beginning of the season we catch fish, and the first fishes are normally. Cut up and distributed within family. Yeah, you now, should see family, our phones during that period. Everyone so- Everyone's your friend. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's spoken yeah, to you a while they yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the family can take so much fish yeah. and friends. They can take so much fish. The restaurants in, in Gibraltar do sell a lot of tuna. People do come to Gibraltar to eat tuna. So let's not pretend that it's not part of our economy. It does bring people into jib, it does give restaurants the opportunity to sell tuna. And not have people going up to the coast in Spain, probably more to the Cadiz coast than the Costa del Sol. But you know, um, restaurants in Jib will sell tuna. I mean, look and, how, look how they they've will...
1: commercialized La like Ruta de la Tung, for example, just up the yeah. coast. And that sort of thing is perhaps something that we should we should be exploring, and that would involve. Perhaps you know either increasing the quota substantially or getting rid of a quota and having some sort of limit of one per day. Even if we had a limit of one fish per day per boat in Gibraltar, we would never come even close towards fish just just up yeah. the coast. So it, yeah. it's something that we really need to need and to look to, into.
2: And to back that up, what what we need to do is work with the authorities to do it in the best possible way that we can. Not I'm not suggesting commercially wise. But at least um, health-wise, we can have a proper cleaning station where the fish can be cut up according to what the authorities want, and then that fish can be passed on to the local restaurants, where we can bring people into Jib, boost the local economy, sit people on those tables, where after a meal they might go and spend some money up Main Street and help our economy. But we need to do it in a way that that we are complying with all the required laws. And
1: sustainability which is always at the forefront of of everything that we do. We would never, so if the species would have some sort of impact on it and let's say for some reason which can happen because human nature sometimes is, is to abuse, so if, it, if the species was on, were under threat again we would be very clear that we have to go back and start fishing it less we, at the forefront of, this, of the club's constitution actually the first point in our constitution is sustainability, is sustainable fishing and that's exactly what we do and that's why we've been pushing for an increase recently because the fish is no longer classified as, as being endangered whatsoever
0: and with that sort of sustainability and, and animal welfare in mind uh, isn't the popping dangerous for, for dolphins who also form part of the frenzy? no
2: no, uh, dolphins are incredibly intelligent. They would not go for the lure. They would not go for live bait. We have recorded footage of a mother and a calf, yeah. with the mother spending more than 20 minutes around our live bait, where there is a live fish there, and the mother is just taking the calf round, probably letting the calf know that that is not a fish that the calf should actually go. I mean, dolphins are incredibly intelligent. We we as fishermen spend a lot of hours out at, at sea we do have an education on this fish and we are lucky enough to see things that perhaps somebody sitting in an office doesn't see or somebody doing a degree in a university without going on the water doesn't see
0: you've got the real world lived experience yeah. of those fish are providing to information
2: right. to students they are taking samples of our fish to the university we're also encouraging them and trying to promote for them to come with us.
0: Now, every everyone in Gibraltar knows that uh, the waters around Gibraltar are, are um, understood to be British Gibraltar, territorial waters yeah. by and uh, Gibraltar <laughs> and the UK, but Spain contests that uh, and it sometimes gives rise to tension at sea. Is that something that uh, your members ever have to deal with? Um, Spanish authorities asking you for your license, for, for your details?
1: Well, I think the, the incident, the incident the other night uh, or the other day that happened, I think that's that's a prime example of sometimes where Gibraltar's sovereignty is just completely ignored. Um, it's very difficult to do anything about it there and then. So you, we just, it's happened yeah. to us before. We've it's, called the it, police and, and they've come out. It's actually uh, happened to us,
2: Jonathan. We've been yeah. we've been boarded uh, a mile off from the lighthouse. Lighthouse, we've complied. We've told them that we are recording them and that we are at the moment informing the local authorities. They've been fine with it. They've gone through the process of asking for documentation. We haven't resisted them at any time. And they've just left. But it's not not nice, no? No, it's, it's not nice. No, based in
1: disregard, based in disregard for, our, for our sovereignty, which is exactly what, 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 the, what the chief Perhaps, minister said uh, the other night.
2: Jonathan, one of the solutions would be for the authorities to spend more, more time out at sea. We spend a lot of time at sea. Our fishing day might encompass eight or nine hours. And remember that it's not us. You know, there's hundreds of um, local boats fishing. And the authorities, the truth is, they're very seldom seen there. They do not patrol the waters as we would like to, and that doesn't just encompass um, other authorities coming in and exercising jurisdiction. It encompasses um, other Spanish fishing vessels commercially coming into our waters and taking multiple fish per Day,
0: we saw just um, yesterday, I think, uh, that uh, one Spanish captain has been reported yeah. for process. Uh, m- you know, we don't know what, what uh, the uh, where that'll go, but that the police has yeah. uh, had stopped him, taken his details. Uh, there were allegations made against him. Um, but, but you think that police action uh, is, no, no, is insufficient? No, no, I'm
2: not saying that police action is not. I mean, I, I, I welcome what happened um, yesterday. What we are saying is that we see, and it's a very hard pill for our members who keep to regulations to swallow, is that we are fishing one fish per day, which we're fine with, and we promote. We don't want it changed. We're not asking for a, for a change. But then you see a Spanish commercial fisherman in our waters, uh, fishing with four lines, picking up multiple fish, tying them to the sides of their boat, and carrying on fishing, where there is no local authority putting a stop to it. And that happens in our so waters.
0: Basically, illegally fishing.
2: Yes. Well, I, there are regulations that, that govern tuna fishing. Mm. Uh, there is a tuna preservation laws. And we, we are not against them. We Wait. totally welcome them. But what we cannot have is local fishermen complying with it, club members being told very strictly they need to keep to it, and Spanish fishermen coming into our waters and doing whatever they, they want to. But what we cannot have is two standards... Whereby a standard applies to local fishermen and a standard applies to Spanish fishermen, that as a as a club we cannot accept.
1: We've had in the past fishing working group meetings with with the minister and the environment. We haven't managed to have one this year, but that is something that we really we were really pressing for because every year we learn something new about this this species. Every year we come up with with better ideas as to how to improve the fishery in Gibraltar and how we can increase those uh, in, increase the, the quota, quotas, et etc., etc and we need those sorts of meetings with, with the department so we can go through these exact ideas. We have a, a, a vibrant club, we have representatives of, of the club who are really willing to put forward their ideas and that's something that we, we just need to discuss with, with the department. I'm sure they'll, they'll reach out and, and we'll have a meeting soon. All right,
0: well, we look forward to hearing more. Uh, thank you, John Canepa and Sam Maraccia of the Tuna Fishing Club for joining us today. Thank you, John.
3: I mean, um, we weren't expecting to, to have the, the, the welcome response that we've had no, so far this year. And the reality, as you say, is that it's been like a bit overwhelming, really. And to see the, the amount of people that I've come out to see and I've latched them back to, to get into a gigs, it's, it's been amazing.
0: Because, well, tell us a little bit first about, about those gigs. You, you've played um, as far north as Garunia, as far south as Canarias. Uh, uh, You've done uh, Fuengirola, Madrid. Back up yeah. north to Asturias. Back up north to Asturias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like Danny says, it's been great.
4: Obviously, when you there's always trepidation, no? Huh? When you do move, because it's there's 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 some uncertainty, you no? Know, there, but um, you just have to go with it. la piscina Claro. And the pool's been great. <laughs>
3: You've Enjoyed the swim, no? Yeah, we enjoyed the swim. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, shocaloo. And thinking that the next day you have to do the inverse package, <laughs> that's the yeah, worst once, part of it. Yeah, once you
4: get on stage and you see that response, like thousands of people singing your songs, and it, it makes it worthwhile. No?
0: And, and and the gigs have been well attended, no? Yeah,
4: we've had, I don't know, between. 2000 people to 8000 yeah. people and everything in between, no? That's so, amazing. And that's that's yeah. a lot
0: of people, huh? That's a lot of people. And and if you've got a few hundred people singing your songs, that's that must be really special, but to mm. have, you know, to have uh, even more, um, amazing. Um, you, you mentioned Danny the the, the travel uh, and I was going to ask how different do you feel uh, this tour has been if you if you think back, I don't know, 15 20 years to to some of your earlier
3: days. I mean, you always look back at coming back, obviously, home to your families and stuff, no. But as as Danny says, the the feeling of getting up on stage, the feeling of seeing those people again. I mean, we've managed to see loads of friends because for us, it's they're not like fans, they're like friends, no. That used to come before to to our shows that have come again to see us, and and I mean, the the, the feeling of those people coming up to you and saying, "Oh, we really missed you guys," and wanting to sing all those songs. Uh, another positive aspect is that we've gone back to to getting new songs to playing those songs live, songs which we haven't played in about twenty years, maybe. Twenty years, yeah. I mean, and there are a couple of those, and many people of as 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 I say are our friends. You know, in the, in the crowd, they've got them by surprise, and they're like, Whoa, "Wow, I really like that song," and, and it's been more than twenty years that I haven't hadn't heard that song live. No, so I mean, in general, it's been a a, a really great experience, and, and we're hoping to. To expand and, and go on further into the winter.
0: And for somebody who didn't catch um, any of these gigs, you also played in, in in the Sunborn, and you did I think three sold out nights, no consecutive four because uh, it was two originally, no two, Better, two, no, then three, one, then then two then
4: three then
0: four. But the very <laughs> it was they, they went down a storm. I mean, I, yeah. I was there. I, I, I loved the the gig that I watched. Um, but but you, for somebody who wasn't there, you're doing songs from then from 20 years ago as well as as well as new stuff. No, not not
4: yet. Not we are preparing new stuff, but for the winter. But we haven't done any new st- stuff on on stage yet.
0: Excellent. So, so uh, a new album or a new EP or what have okay, we, got we don't talking? know what
4: if it's going to be a EP and an album because everything's changed. We used to always think about albums, albums, claro. no? but the music now industry has changed. Now it's moved online. So no? It's moved online, and sometimes it's just one song each month or every two months, or then maybe it's an EP at the end of that, and then in a couple of manches another EP so so we're weighing up how those those there's there's enough songs for three albums
0: que bueno that's exciting. I don't know if
4: three good albums, but <laughs>
0: quantity. Uh, quantity, you've got yeah, enough songs, yeah, we'll and, and you're going to see how they mature in the in uh, the coming months. Yeah. No, well, that's something to look forward to. Um, uh, okay, so uh, one of the other things I wanted to ask you about is is the the, the rebrand. You, you you were Taxi, you, well, you were Melon Diesel. Then you were Taxi. Now you're Melon, Melon Diesel again. Not all rebrands are successful. Um, I was talking uh, earlier about uh, Twitter now being X. I, I I don't like it. I don't like it but Elon Musk tends to to do well. Um so I'm sure that'll go down okay. Um, marathon bars I don't know if you remember there used to be Snickers in the UK many many years ago uh, Snickers used to be Marathon bars no? uh, and um and Jif used to be Sif. <laughs>
4: well, it depends on how you look at it really because like you say Marathon and Snickers the Snickers when you eat it when you're eating it, you don't, it's, you like it or you don't. And this is the same thing. It's, it's, it's either you like it, at the end of the day, it's, it's called X, but people are still using it. Yeah. Maybe you don't like the name, but people are still, there's still millions of people looking or searching and are getting the the news feed, whatever they use X for. No? Sure. So at the end, people will just take it as normal. It's X. the, the, as the, always, when you shift is when everybody goes up in arms,
0: and then they just forget about it, keep using it because it's the same thing really. So, so uh, if I take that analogy for the band, you have gone back to uh, to to being ta- to being Melon Diesel after being Taxi for a while, but you don't think that the the brand has changed yeah, that much. Yeah, In this
4: case, in this case, it is it is because um, Melon Diesel was more successful than Taxi. So for maybe 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 this is not right, but Taxi did two gigs last year. Melody's done seven, six or seven gigs in Spain this year. No, so there's a difference there. And, I mean, it it, gathered, it, and if you do more, it gathers momentum and it, it feeds for the next one. No,
0: it, it it seems to have captured the imagination and maybe even tapped into. A bit of nostalgia because yeah, yeah, y- I mean, them. you guys aren't—you know—you've you, you, got many years ahead of you in your music years, but 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 you've also been doing it for for many years, no?
3: Yeah, exactly. And as you say, I think no, it's more a thing of a nostalgia. I think, and I think that that's what the Melon Diesel brand has done for us, no? Especially this year, and and with the fact that we've been doing, like Danny says, we've been doing all these festivals now, that has ignited even more interest, no? So so yeah.
0: Yeah, so so not dissimilar to you guys in that you've been active since then. You had uh, you, you 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 burst onto the scene about uh, twenty two, 20, uh, years ago, 2000. Yeah? 2000. twenty years ago. Yeah, twenty years ago. Yeah, uh, twenty three years ago now. Um, and uh, and then there is maybe that element of nostalgia no, that people there is. Are, are tapping into. Yeah, yeah, there is. And the crowd is then what? Like, uh, is uh, is it predominantly people who in their forties and fifties? Yeah of course. Yeah,
3: the, the 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 crowd's have gotten older just as we have done. No. <laughs> so yeah, but it's always
4: like we said. They they always said that at the beginning, you know, this the crowd between forty and fifty have more purchasing power than being. than the youngsters. No, they yeah. just depend on their parents to pay the the. So so re- really, it that obviously there's younger people, but it's uh, to a lesser percentage. No, mm. it's the people that want to remember, what, mm. what the world when with kids like I do when I go and see bands. Well,
0: music has a. It, if if music can make you feel something, then mm-hmm. when you hear that song, even if it's twenty years later, yeah, you 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 transports you back. Too. It transports it you, you back. back, and you can feel, yeah, you know how you were feeling when you were you know listening to that gig in Collingwood or whatever it was. Yeah, and and, and probably means
4: means more to those people than to us that song because because it really impacts people's lives, you know.
0: Amazing. Uh, uh, it's a beautiful thing to, to have songs which have, uh, you know, really marked people uh, emotionally and, and been a part of their lives. Uh, for, for so long and I think that was definitely clear at the, the gigs that you performed at uh, at the Sanborn in February uh, which were recorded by GBC uh, um, so let's take the opportunity to, to maybe will, give that a plug
3: they will be aired if I'm not mistaken the first week or national week of September if I'm not mistaken yep, the 4th oh, or the 5th
0: the 5th on Tuesday the 5th and then on Thursday uh, the 7th exactly. uh, at 9pm straight after the news yeah. part 1 and part 2 uh, as part of GBC's National Week programming, Taxi in concert celebrating the music of Gibraltar's one of Gibraltar's biggest musical exports, uh, filmed at the Aurora Ballroom, and, um, and and performing to to four sold out uh, concerts. But but we'll, we'll be bringing one of those, you know, including yeah. all the big hits that people love, yeah. including all the big hits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny and Danny. Um, before I leave you, just tell me uh, in, in just a minute what's uh, what's next for you guys. You, you, you're working on maybe releasing some music. Yeah, in, in work- the coming months, we're
4: working on new songs. And like 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 Danny said that because we've done this festivals now, concerts concerts keep popping up. Like excellent. So, so we we're doing one next week in Castellón in Burriana and there's more.
0: Interest. Castellón is another, another van drive away. Uh, no, 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 no. yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Paseito. Paseito largo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what a privilege to, to yeah, be... Yeah, it's,
4: it's, it is a privilege to get up on stage, play songs and have people enjoy it. That's, that's why we're here, basically. Yeah?
0: Beautiful. Long may you continue. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up
4: here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one.
0: GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.